your favourite film. Awful. Hello, and welcome to Your Favourite Film is Awful, the show where we take your favourite films and defend them against negative reviews. As always, I'm Luke, here again, yet again, always again, and with me yet again, here again, always again, is Charlie. How you doing, Charlie? I'm having a good time, mate, especially after that little introduction. Yeah. I quite like that. It's very uh, musical. It's very stage, very stage school. I liked it. A um, bit of jazz hands at the end. Exactly. How you been? Fantastic. How's life? Yeah, I've been good, man. Uh, I haven't really done much because there's not much we can do, is there? I mean, we're, I mean, over here in old England, we're uh, in another lockdown, aren't we? So, um, yeah. there's not much we can do. But, uh, or at least we are during time of recording whenever this comes out. I'm not sure when this comes out. We need to have a discussion later. But later, off camera or on camera, behind the scenes. Oh, who knows? No, Maybe not we can behind let the scenes. No. No. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Too much work. <laughs> but that said, you should be in your element. This is, you, you can't go anywhere. You should be watching films day in, day out. No human distractions. What's going on? Are you You're still right. playing I Disney? Think... Are you playing that Disney game still? No. You're still playing that Disney game, aren't you? <laughs> uh, yeah, I played quite a little bit of it, yeah. I think it's because like, at the start of all this, um, I watched a lot of stuff. And it kind of gets to the point where, and, you know, I love watching stuff. But I was getting to the point a little bit where I was like, oh, I find it hard to be motivated to do anything, sort of thing. But no, I've been back on the train. We're watching some more stuff. I've Good. watched um, How to Train the Dragon 2. Okay. Which I uh, really, really enjoyed because I'd never seen it before. Mm-hmm. Yeah, really liked it. I uh, watched the first one uh, recently, I thought. Um, and then, yeah, the second one I thought was brilliant. I just, I, I, I don't know, I just... Have you, have you seen House of Dragon 2? Luke? Yeah, of course I've seen House of Dragon 2. Yeah. God, what do you I take mean, me for? I know, I just, I was just shocked at how, like, it, they expand on the world. It doesn't really feel like an... It doesn't really fall for the same tropes as, like, most other animated, sort of, Disney, or sort of movies. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, it yeah. kind of... Like the fact that it, it kind of feels more like Game of Thrones for kids, like, and I think that's like really cool. Do you know what I mean? Like, I just yeah. thought that was like as lighthearted as lighthearted as it can be. Mm. Um, I kind of like that, um, but also it gets pretty it gets pretty dark for like a kids thing. I think, um, and it's I don't know. I just really also all I kept thinking about was um, uh, she should I spoil? Can I spoil? Dragon Dragon? I mean, Dragon that's too? kind of the entire premise of the show is hopefully you've seen a lot of movies so mm. i think and yeah, we're, i we're, feel we're like we're a bit savage like that aren't we we just ruin we everything are. don't we yeah the, the, yeah you do need to kind of accept that we're going to ruin some stuffs intentionally or otherwise but yeah what's this i'm sure if it's not like a major spoiler is it a major spoiler you're going to spoil the ending of the film uh no i was just going to mention um how there's a similar bit in it if you've seen the movie that <laughs> reminds me a lot of aquaman um, do, you, yes. do you know what I'm talking yeah. about? Yeah, 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 yeah. When yeah. they go with the with the mum. Yeah, when they yeah. I know yeah. exactly what you mean. Exactly, so, yeah, like I, Aquaman I was, with the mum. All all I kept thinking about was Aquaman. Aquaman. All time. That's I was like, was. oh, Aquaman must have got it from this then. Because I'm pretty sure <laughs> this comes. <laughs> Aquaman. James Wan just straight up stole it from How to Train a Dragon. I mean. It's a good movie. I would do the same, to be fair. Isn't that like what creativity is? It's stealing but smart. Yes, I guess so. Yeah, just being clever with it. Making it your own, I guess. Exactly. What have I one been plus up to? one 
equals two, is it? Is that, is that what they say? Oh, Andrew Stanton, the guy who wrote uh, Toy Story 3, I think. Okay. Did like a whole TED talk about it, about ideas. and I'm pretty sure. Maybe I'm going mad. I don't, I I just don't named know. A complete stranger. But I'm pretty sure that is him. But yeah, no, what have, uh, what have you been up to, Luke? Um, um, I'm just trying to remember what I've done. I watched, oh God, what is it? Uh, Two Weeks to Live, which is a program. It's, it's like a show. It's like seven episodes with Maisie Williams and the sister from Fleabag. She's great, but I can't remember names. For love oh, well, yeah, I know what you mean. But... Um, the basic premise is that she's lived a sheltered life for the majority of it because some guy killed her dad and in these two weeks that she has to like in the premise of the show um she comes out of hiding um finds out that the earth's gonna blow up in two weeks and goes to kill the guy but then oh, okay okay but then the earth doesn't end in two weeks it was it was a oh. practical joke by their friends. Oh, so she's like set out to go kill him, but now she's found out. Well, no, she kills him. She can't. She can't. She just does kill oh, him. She's already done it. Oh, yeah, she does it, and then finds out it was a joke, and it's like I wasn't even going to do this today. I was going to do this in the future after I've done some other bit things, and it's like pushed everything out of whack, and it's quite funny how do everyone... her friends know. No, no, do her she... friends know that she's killed him. Like, so they play the joke. She runs off. They follow her to this mansion. She hops the fence, but they don't see her go in. And she like k- kills a bodyguard and the main and the baddie. And they're just sat outside, like, wonder what she's up to. What, what's taking her so long? Someone must have told her it was a joke by that's now. That's a bit out of order for that's a bit out of order for her because, like, you know, mm. if the police turn up and they're sitting there, they're going to be culpable, aren't they? Exactly. And she's not even told them what they're doing. It's not nice. To those that haven't watched the show though? yet, yeah, it's very yeah. good. It's very funny. Mm-hmm. It's lighthearted. Um, just so that people are aware, this is like first episode stuff, so I'm not really spoiling anything. Cool. But in that first episode, the, um, Maze Williams' character and the, the bad guy that she's come to kill literally have like a standoff and they're like circling each other, doing like proper one-liners and like having this dramatic monologues and tension mm. and then at the end of it they're just like oh man that was really good that was oh, i was just rolling off the cuff there i felt i was like really in the moment and they're like yeah yeah it's like okay uh now i need to kill you <laughs> and then they go into like the gunfight and it's like yeah and it's like taking the sense of reality out of it but for comedic effect like you're never under the disillusion that this is real life but it's far enough away from real life that it like loops back around and you, and you develop like feelings and stuff and it's like oh these characters good times and that's okay, what good. I've been watching that there we go that was that was the most long winded way of explaining that <laughs> fucking show no no, no that's good it, it intrigued me however this is not the show of us chatting about what we've been up to is it Charlie it is not it is, Luke. Not. It is not indeed it is not now a fan of ours and guest of the show, Andre, who came on to do oh, Train to Busan, has recommended us another film. And that My is man, Andre the Giant. An- <laughs> Indeed. <laughs> and that film is His House, the Netflix exclusive, I believe. Yep. What is His House about for those who are listening to this episode and don't know what the film's about? Right, so His House is about 
a refugee couple escaping from a war-torn South Sudan, where they struggle to um, they go to they move to England basically, and they struggle to be accepted by the community that they've moved in with. Um, but also, whilst this is happening, they're also being haunted by an evil being in their new home. And uh, yes, I'm very I'm very excited to talk about this one, um, especially for it being a, a debut film. Um, and a British and a British film as well, which is mm. not you know, which is I think it's nice to see on the on the podcast. We don't usually uh, we haven't done. I don't think we've done any, have we? Um, mostly American. Shaun of the Dead. Oh, Shaun of the Dead. British. Yeah, of course. Yeah. yeah. So at least we've done at least one. Yeah. Um, the Kingsman would probably have Hollywood like aspects, but would have been filmed in Britain for the most part. For some of it, at least. it's tough because it's like you get to into the whole like, mm. is it a British movie? Even though it's like made by like Warner Brothers or do you know what I mean? Like it's yeah. Um, but yeah, yeah no, this is quandary. It's weird. This one. is a proper like kitchen sink drama mm. slash horror movie, which I think's um a lot something we'll unpack as we get in because I think it's a really interesting uh, choice of uh, genres. Interesting, interesting. Okay, so we'll begin with Daniel's one out of five star review. If I had only one day to live, I would watch this film. It was so boring, it felt like it lasted an eternity. <laughs> That's That would be great, wouldn't it? If you could watch a movie that, you know, slide t- slowed time down well, before the end of the world. And then you could just... You, if it was yes. that... If it had the power of doing it, if it was that boring. But then, but then, to be honest, Dan, you know, if you didn't like it, would you really want to spend your last the hours... <laughs> watching a movie you hate that is also a valid point i can um, imagine the last thing you watch is like batman versus superman do you know what i mean you're just <laughs> as you're going out the I last thing you see i, actually, like, I don't even know if that's I know, the... no because the thing is i know that you don't that. like we're already off on a tangent immediately i yeah, know that you don't like batman v superman yeah however if it's the last thing you're going to watch a yeah automatically you, you're gonna like throw away any cares about f- proper filmmaking and proper storytelling that is just, true that is true and it's gonna be one of those you're gonna switch off your brain a bit and you're gonna enjoy the pretty colors and be like oh yeah Will cool <laughs> yes <laughs> and like the bit when wonder woman rocks up with the guitar you'll be like fuck yes everything's awesome oh, okay. again like there's gonna be bits doomsday's still gonna pop out and you're gonna be like why the fuck is this guy here but you will enjoy it but whilst I'm about to die, I'm going to enjoy exactly. it. That's the only time I'm going to enjoy it. <laughs> Just before my doom. <laughs> Look, if there's got to be one reason to enjoy a film, I think death is a good reason to enjoy a film. I guess you so. Don't want, you don't want <laughs> your final... As you said, you don't want your final hours to be watching a film you don't enjoy. You've got to pluck any enjoyment out of it that you can. Focus on background actors and be like, Look at this prat. Yeah, and it wasn't that bad, was it, Dan? Come on. Surely? It was not. No, yeah, I mean, I, I I personally don't understand what this guy, what Daniel's talking about, because it's not boring. For me, already I'm just going to say this now, for me, this film kind of fits into a similar bracket as Hereditary, in okay. the way that it's tension building, and it's it's not as much in your face as stereotypical Hollywood horrors. And so, like, it's got that 
tension, it's got a bit of suspense, which a lot of other people, which I can only assume Daniel fits into, but I've only looked at this one review, he probably found that film boring as well. And I'm like, nah, a film's great too. This film's great. Leave it alone. Or is it great? I'll tell you at the end. But for now, it's great because that's my purpose <laughs> for the show. Yeah, it's interesting that because I think even if you don't like the... Say if you don't like the horror aspects of this movie, I mm-hmm. think the kitchen sink drama stuff, which is the majority of the movie, would you would you agree, um, is, like, brilliant. Mm. Like, I was... That could have almost been the movie, almost. Does that make sense? Yeah. Um, and I think that... Yeah, like the way that they're they set they establish like they they've got enough problems these characters with trying to be accepted within this community or trying to settle down in a new country when they're being you know put in this house that's like falling apart and the whole everyone in in the town is kind of not too happy that they're there, um, like that alone I thought was like fantastic like. The whole building, whole build up of that, I felt like they were in. Even though it's weird, even though it's like a country that I live in, I was like terrified for these characters to be there, mm. in a weird way. Do you know what I mean like it was like I didn't know what was going to happen to them, and I think that's really like um, how can I say what's the right word? Um, prevalent is that the right word? Prevalent? I'm not sure. I'm not. I don't know. Oh, okay, well, let's just say. We'll let's just say. Yeah, let's just say like um, I think that's shown in the scene where. Um, the characters' names escaped me. That's okay. Um, just the leading lady, leading the leading lady. lady, whose name is Wumi um, <laughs> uh, Musaku, and ah, yes. uh, yeah, she's great. She's in Fantastic Beasts, and I think she's in um, Lovecraft Country as well. Ah, okay. Um, which I haven't seen, but I've heard like mixed mm. things. I'm quite curious to watch. Um, and uh, the scene where she kind of like walks around the council estate and gets a bit lost, and I don't know. There was something about that that kind of felt a bit almost like shiningy. Mm. You know what I mean, where it was like almost like a bit like a maze. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I, and even though I know these sort of areas, obviously it's not the same area, but I know these are these sort of types of areas quite well. It was still made me feel really uncomfortable mm. for them. And then when she bumps into the younger children that are playing, they've just come back from school, or whatever, and they start like insulting her and stuff. Like I was like, I felt scared to you know for her and i think what Mm. i think what's really good about it is that it puts you in a perspective that that perspective i will never understand and Mm. i love when movies do that like i i i've never understand what it's like to be a refugee from a country like that and then come to a come come to come to this country and then be treated the way that they're treated um i can imagine it being absolutely terrifying um and i and that's what i really liked about it i feel like the movie kind of challenges you to be like what's the scarier part of this movie hmm. you know like is it this the horror aspect in the within the house or is it almost like them being you know them trying them to be strangers in. yeah them being strangers yeah. um and uh i think it says a lot about sort of i think it has a lot to say it says a lot about the country that we live in and how we treat um refugees and stuff and uh yeah, I just I, I, I'm surprised that you could be bored because I, I, I get, to give you an example, I watched this movie like I like I put it on like at half eleven. Usually I go to bed at around twelve. I put it on like half eleven, and I was exp- I was I was a little bit worried because I was like ah, I'm worried I'll fall asleep and I don't I want to watch the whole thing. But I was like up. Do you know what you like, like? Yeah, fully up, just engaged the whole way through. I could not 
I couldn't put it down. I needed to go to the toilet at one point and I didn't want to go. I just held it to the end <laughs> in my own home like a weirdo. <laughs> um, even though there's a even though there's a pause button, fucking idiot. <laughs> but, but I still decided to hold it. In cause, I mean, that's just shows how good the film was. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, yeah, and I just found that aspect of it really interesting um, and fresh. It felt really mm. fresh and uh, new. And I, I think probably, I mean, there's not much that's come out this year, but one of the best horror movies of the year this invisible man i think just just tops it for me i don't know i'd have to really sit, sit and think about it but we, we we'll go we'll go let's go deeper into this i think the more i speak about it I probably will enjoy it more because you're the first person i've I, I literally watched this last night so you're the first person i've like discussed this with so um yeah yeah, yeah. um i sure like there'll be things i'll be like oh, okay no that was good or that wasn't so that's what i love about doing this podcast but um yeah, what do you what do you think about that? Do you think um, would you agree? Do you think that that social that, that kitchen sink drama aspect of it um, is like interesting enough on its own almost, or do, would you do you think that's boring to some? Maybe I don't know. Um, um, as devil's advocate, yes, as I already explained, there like hereditary, there are always going to be some things that people guess, yeah. find boring. Uh, mm. For me, um, so out of just the podcast you have always lived in london and so it is a familiar mm. place well i have experience on a much smaller scale because i am a, a white male i am the least likely to be in danger whilst uh the female protagonist is of well she's south say uh, she, she's black she's a black lady in an unfamiliar environment who faces a lot of teenagers who are the most threatening of people, stereotypically, not actually, but stereotypically. But because I have moved around a bit, and I've moved into London, the big scary smoke, as it were, for England, I can recognise the the fear of getting lost, the fear of being in an unfamiliar area, and like the bit where they're in their living room, and a ball hits the window, and a load mm. of kids like run past, and even though on the surface that's actually quite a normal thing to happen in any estate it's mm. kids being kids teens being teens they're just trying to find something to do but yeah. because you are in an unfamiliar place and especially because in the film um the male male protagonist kind of assumes that they're in london and it's that assumption that lends itself to the unfamiliarity and the confusion of where they are in the world like that's just an extra layer of fear piled on top of being in an unfamiliar place as well because it's not just that they're in an unfamiliar place it's that they don't actually know where they are yeah however i do like the the sci-fi the, the sci-fi the supernatural elements because that feeds into their past and i feel like that brings a good um element to the film um and so whilst i and i feel like without it the kitchen sink drama aspect might have been downplayed because it's that supernatural it's the upscaling of the supernatural elements that feed into uh, especially the lead females uh, character development and like how she reacts to these supernatural how they both react to the, the different uh, supernatural influences informs the characters and then causes the division for the kitchen sink drama to occur yes no that's <laughs> interesting no that was that was a good way you explained that because it made me think just then that like i think what's good about it as well is that she 
the leading actress, uh, the leading so the leading female character, um, she is more afraid of the actual area they're in. Mm. It seems than the actual monster, whereas he's more afraid of the monster than the area. Um, and that's well, what we, all... you just said. That mm. there's also he's afraid of not fitting in because exactly. I think yeah. it's one of those that. Um, because of what happens in their home, in their village, he wants to get on side with the community in hopes that mm. this community won't, um, nothing like what happened to them before will happen to them here if everyone's on side. So there's yeah. that kind so that's like enforcing his desire to integrate and be one of the good ones, as they mm. often say, so that he won't be a target like he was in the village yeah no i think yeah you're right i think that that was some of the interesting stuff in the movie as well when they kind of showed that these characters were trying to adapt like sort of strip away their own culture and adapt this new culture um like for example when um uh sope derishu's um character um i believe his name is uh is it is it Bowl, the character's name? I think it's... I yeah, I, I know it begins with a B. Um, yeah, he um, goes to the shop and he sees that white family on the... Um, like, the uh, in the shop. They were like, like, like a... What's it, like a poster? Of like a white oh, family, like, selling the when, clothes. When he buys his... Yeah, and he buys the yes, exact same outfit. Yes, when he buys the outfit. outfit. And he buys... Yeah, he buys the exact same outfit and the top that the lady's wearing for his... His, his girlfriend or his wife or... Mm. and i thought that was uh that was really interesting because i think that's that whole aspect of fitting in like what does it mean why why did they have to fit into sort of more of like a white ideals rather than sort of mm. embracing their own culture to be accepted it was and i think and all that sort of stuff was really um really interesting i think that i think that's the beauty of like horror movies is you can i know it's a kitchen sink drama and obviously those sort of things are um those ideas are developed through that aspect of the movie but i do think horror because it's so you're not really limited with horror it's not like any other genre people are more accepting to ideas i find or um to new ideas or to weird shots or weird you know like more weird ideas not that's a weird idea but jam san in terms of horror in general that um that you can sort of do those um because I think what's good about it is like if for horror fans, it's going to get across people that wouldn't necessarily watch a kitchen sink drama are going to get like those aspects. They're going to learn something through that. Do you know do you see what I'm trying to say about that? Like they're yeah, going to learn. So. Yeah, like kind of thing. Like um, I just thought it was. A, I don't know if I'm losing my point here, but I just I just really like the blending of the. I was kind of annoyed when I see. I was like, that's such a good idea to like blend the British kitchen sink drama with a horror. Um, I mean, I'd like it if anyone if anyone knows of any that have been done before. I would really, really like some recommendations if people um, have seen many of these sort of like anything similar to this. Uh, that'd be great. So please shout out to us if you if you do. Um, but yeah, no, I, I, I think we've definitely answered to Daniel, even though yeah. he's small. Um, we went in on a bit on his like one sentence, and I and reading yeah. through it, I feel like we may have nullified the second review. Uh, which was from Michael, two out of ten. 
I love social realism. I care deeply about the plight of asylum seekers. I hate supernatural horror. Put all three together and we get a mismatch of uncomfortable unpleasantness. I hated it from 20 minutes in when the human drama stopped and the supernatural began. Awful. I should have known better than to watch this tripe. Two out of ten. And I feel like we've um, touched... Yeah, I think we touched on that, but also I think I would say that I disagree that the human element stops 20 minutes in. That continues throughout. Mm. That whole fear of the... You know, that whole kitchen sink drama aspect, that whole refu- you know, the refugees and them trying to fit in is there throughout the movie. The supernatural stuff is happening throughout with it. Obviously, yes, it becomes more supernatural as the movie goes on, but that's always there and it's kind of running parallel with that. Um, also, I thought that... I, I I mean, I know he doesn't like the supernatural element. I've, I Don't get me wrong, I have my problems with it, with some of the aspects of it in terms of like, I don't think the movie kind of sets up some of the rules of the monster very well in terms of how do you kill it what, what do you do sort of thing um yeah but that being said i think this i think the scares are fantastic yeah. i think some of the scares were really creepy i'm such a big fan of um when something's just like lurking in the background uh especially when the characters don't see it and uh mm. i really like the first one of the first scares when he's looking through the wall um the main character looking for the wall and uh there's the little girl just like laying on the floor with a jaw kind of like and I was like oh I said shiver there's a few that sent shivers up my spine like the bit when the little I think it was like the, the little boy sort of like walked across the screen but it kind of mm. like hovered um yeah that was that was uh that was freaky I think there's some really good scares in this um but I can understand not liking the supernatural element especially if he was really enjoying the first half but mm. I feel like I feel like they're integrated really well I feel like it doesn't feel it doesn't feel for me. It didn't feel forced. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, it didn't feel like two separate movies, uh, which I think can happen. Could yes, would easily could have happened with this mm. concept. Um, but yeah, no, I, I yeah, I would uh, disagree that that element is 20 minutes in. Do you know what I mean, I think that sticks out throughout, and I think that's what kept me going as well because I think I could understand with him that the social realism aspect was more enticing to him mm. um and i can understand as well that i think the resolution of it kind of you can feel a bit cheated i think a little bit but what i did like is that the social realism realism aspect is kind of the real twist for me which is that they stole that girl from someone yes that wasn't that twist was great which i thought was fantastic um mm. and i like that this it's almost like this thing is their past haunting them is that mm. decision they made because they've not only did they try to not only did they steal her off her mother to try and escape but she also died because of that well well not because of but you know what i mean like well, because of him essentially yeah because of him yeah um and i i just thought that was i thought that was great i thought that was mm. really good um that was a really good twist and i think it was clever how they revealed it with the kind of the flashbacks from the start um, mm. I like when you get shown a flashback in something and then you get shown another one later on that makes you completely question or completely sees a complete different point Yeah, of you view reconsider the facts that you've seen. Exactly. And then it, all of a sudden you're like, oh, hold on a minute, this movie now is now something else. Like this is mm. These characters are not who I thought they were. Um, 
which I really liked. Um, well, actually, if I may interrupt yeah. you, Nicholas's review kind of spe- touches upon flashbacks and stuff, so we can okay. we can get this one in before we argue all of the points again. <laughs> nice. Okay, so this is Nicholas's one star out of five. There are a number of flashbacks, dream sequences, and visions are muddled up and in the process completely lost my interest. And even though the story the kind of makes sense at the <laughs> end, the reveal or conclusion is not powerful enough to become its saving grace. It may well be there are symbolisms and allegories that I have missed, which would have added another dimension to this film, which seems to be liked by many. But unfortunately, it was flat and rather confusing for me. Um, which I feel okay. touches upon what you were just saying. Yeah, um, definitely. I think I understand him saying the uh, the way this, this the monster is dealt with is flat. Um, mm. And I think that comes down to the aspect of, like we said before, like the rules of how this monster can be killed and how you can stop it are very i find quite murky like you can turn the lights off and it yeah, somehow yeah, yeah. even not there. yeah um, like we can go into that now i don't like yeah. i feel we can speak about that now before we even get into our reviews mm. the logic of um because they establish he turns on the lights the things disappear but they don't disappear mm. so when he's like surrounded mm. with a knife at his neck and he turns on the light and they all disappear it's like but but mm. why do they because it must be they're actively choosing to disappear on some level and it's like so what's yeah what's going on yeah and also that with the kind of supernatural elements of how the monster will like put him back in the dream well not the dream the memory of him of the 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 little girl dying yeah him on the waves yeah how he'd be like in the middle of the water and stuff uh, I did kind of like that it was like almost like this, you know, this old like tale, like this mythical creature, and that they all know. I like that they know straight away mm. that it's a problem. Do you know what I mean? I like that it's you know in most horror movies where they're like, no, no, like in this they're like straight away the lady's like, no, let's let's go, <laughs> we need to yeah. go. And I like that he refuses to believe it, even though he knows that this is a very mm. real thing. Mm. Um, that was that made some really nice like tension and just a little bit different how he just he refused to accept it because he's like finally i've got my like freedom mm. finally i can start a life um i'm not gonna let this supernatural beings take that away from me from me um which yeah, I think, as he uh, says this is my character. house exactly this is my it's, house. His, it's his house uh, <laughs> and uh, yeah no I, I i thought that was good i liked that it showed a lot about his character of some sort of like you know he's had enough like he's he's mm. been through so much that this these even though he's scared of this supernatural he's like this isn't i don't, I don't care about this i need to just fit into this world because yeah. this is the only hope i have left sort of thing I, I thought that was really nice he said maybe the ideas went over his head i can agree that the supernatural stuff maybe falls a bit flat but i think in terms of the character's resolutions i felt were satisfying enough for me to be like okay this is solid um like i, I, did, I didn't feel I, although i felt a little bit like, not cheated but like a little bit like oh that's a shame yeah the way they, they killed the the the, the the um the monster i i didn't dwell on it too much because i was kind of like oh but i felt like the resolution like made sense for the characters in terms of that that social realism aspect of it got answered 
maybe mm. the supernatural stuff didn't but i like that aspect and it was quite a lot of the movie that do you know what i'm saying um yeah i think yeah i kind of like thinking about it uh it's one of those like to spoil part of my review i guess the the way that they deal with the final boss monster at the end mm. i am of in two minds about but on a purely positive note it is interesting because it's kind of so for me personally it's about um how you just said about them um well him kind of denying it and shutting it out and she's kind of like pushed it all back to the point where she thinks that the daughter was her daughter until she has that flashback and it is that sort of he comes to the realization that it is his fault and he did essentially kill his daughter um which is him like cutting his wrist and accepting fate and then her part of the defeat of the monster is her forgiveness of that and then her acceptance that it happened but it wasn't his fault it was a it was a uh one of those like either or save the wife or save the daughter things and they both mm. kind of accept what happens and that's why the ending they're all surrounded by the ghosts and it's a peaceful resolution from that standpoint if that makes sense yeah i get you i get you to Mm. an extent yeah and Mm. i think as well because their relationship is a little bit on the rocks i find as well it seems Mm. um well yeah he locks her in the fucking house yeah yeah so uh i feel like that yeah i I did think it tied in nicely Mm. um yeah yeah. Have you got another review at all? I feel like we I answered do. that one. I have two reviews, and so we'll see how these go. Okay, so the next one is Alex. It's a one out of ten. It is dreadful. The fact that this is considered high art in today's society demonstrates <laughs> how terrible most art is. The film is predicated on one hollow metaphor and the family's misdeeds in their effort to escape their home country. Simultaneously, it makes some sort of half-baked effort at social commentary by way of reference to the hostile environment culture and so on and so forth. The result can probably be best characterized as a fart. A series of images (laughs) depicted by a series of individuals that only the mind of a social media idol, soap opera addicted 21st century fool could think was remotely inventive, intellectual, or poignant. As I said at the beginning, dreadful. Uh, I would disagree with that completely because I think, especially, I think it's quite an insult to call it a soap opera. Mm. Uh, particularly because um, I think the dialogue is really good in this, and I think that the um, the fact there's a lot of like show don't tell in this movie. Um, there's little stuff like when they're sort of they're in the they've just got over to England, and it's just before they get their review, you know, before they mm-hmm. get shown their house, and he's laying down. I think he's just had a bad dream about what happened. Um, and he he like rubs the material on yeah, of her shirt his wife's shirt and 
like that stuff to me i think i think that's like that's great filmmaking like i was just i liked that that you know it was showing him like comforting himself with his wife's clothing mm. and like i mean like that's 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 good filmmaking i think to call it a soap opera like that's that's the sort of subtlety and mm. um you don't get and i think the way that it was directed i think was phenomenal i think he has a, a uh, the director uh Remy, um has a real like vision um, and I know, even though this is his first movie, I think this is like someone maybe to look out for because, um, like every shot felt like it was there for mm. a reason, and the way everything was staged, um, particularly um, the shot when it was like a it was like a close up of um, the protagonist. I think he was working on the house, and then behind him, you can just see loads of like ghosts in the wall. I was like damn that freaked me out that was that's and, and it's ideas like that where i'm like that's you can't that's in, in, this is someone with a, a vision here or like even just the idea of yeah. the the room floating on the uh on the waves like oh yeah the, the shot where you know I mean? he's eat at the the dinner table eating and it zooms out and it's like the cracks in the wall and yeah it's the sunset on the waves and it's that like that shot wow i think that's Brilliant. used for one of the posters and it's just good shot brilliant i For i never me, thought a, a, a wall I, did, I never thought wallpaper could be so terrifying as well like that that bit when the wallpaper just like peels a little bit and then yeah. all comes down i was like oh like, there's something really chilling about that and i think that's that's great direction um mm. that's that's just great horror and it, uh, i think people don't appreciate how hard it and difficult it is to make a horror movie i think that's why sometimes i think i said before like on my letterbox, I'm a bit more like uh, generous when it comes to uh, how I rate horror movies and comedies, to an example, because I think they're the two hardest genres to make, um, mm. particularly to pull off because because of the nature of them. You know, it's hard to make people like comedies. Like it's you can't make everyone laugh. It's hard to make people yeah. laugh, and it's hard to scare people. <laughs> so when you can do that, I think um, that's the magic. But yeah, sorry, you was going to say something. Uh, yeah, I was going to say that the only bit. I would consider soap opera-y is when the neighbor comes out with her cat and is just like, why don't you leave? Why, why are you still here? Go away. Mm. And that, like that interaction mean, yeah. is the only bit where I'd be like, I could see that on a Coronation Street or an EastEnders. A yeah, I see light bit yeah, of, it is a bit. A light bit of uh, neighborhood racism. I could see that <laughs> happening. But everything else is just, wow, it's great. It's good stuff. And it is a mix of, like, as I've said, it's the tension and it's the supernatural element and it's this kitchen sink drama, as you keep saying. And I feel like mm. it's it's too... I don't want to say it's too well-directed to be a soap opera because that's an insult in soap operas. They've, they've <laughs> come a long way in there, like, they have their place, 100 yeah. years. <laughs> but it it is, like, you can tell that the director has had a lot longer to focus on shot composition and dialogue and stuff than your average soap opera person will have because you know they got to get that out on the daily whilst this was his this was the director's hopefully not but for his, the current time his magnus opus it was his yes yeah, his debut movie debut. so exactly he, he so he would have spent a long time i assume there's like at least three drafts and like a thick wedge of storyboarding on how everything's going to come together. So to say it could be anything associated to 
a soap opera other than the fact that it's in a cul-de-sac and it's in britain is an insult mm. yes definitely um yeah, also I think like the 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 effects were really cool as well. Like particularly for the budget that the movie mm. had, I, I think he did a really clever. I think there's a few clever, really clever things that the director did. I think to save budget, um, with things like uh, you know when the ship is uh, they're riding on the water, mm. and it's at night. I mean you can tell that the, yeah, I mean it's, some of the CGI. But I think it's really hard to. I think the fact that he put it at night is like a really clever. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? There's things like that where I'm like he's definitely been given obstacles to overcome and he's mm. overcome them using smart solutions um and the same with um i thought that I, I the effect of the monster putting his fucking arm in his oh yeah when he his, slips his like his hand in his like arm a like a sleeve yeah oh that was horrific that sent that shivers good That's that was good. that, was, that was that was really good yeah uh, i like i like when horror movies show me like um something really grotesque and kind of violent that i've not seen before do you know what i mean like mm. something like like that, his hand being used almost like a puppet. Like the idea of someone sort of slipping into your skin. Ugh. Yeah, I thought that was uh, that was really cool. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, yeah. Sorry, I what you going to say? It was great. Um, I was going to say, for whatever my opinion is on the use of that final interaction, that like hand in his arm, like that bit's it is good. It is it's a nice little bit. And if it wasn't like that on its own, so I've watched a couple of. Uh, Netflix horror films and that bit on its own would get the newspapers being like this is Netflix's scariest <laughs> film yeah, so yeah. the fact that that's attached to the rest of the film it, it's just it's just it's great because you've got the rest of the film and you're like nah this scariest bit is deserved because it was it was good it's very good yes. I enjoyed it Definitely. very much last review from Ooh, this is a name. I'm going to pronounce it Kian. Kian HD. Yeah. It's a half star out of five. This is in two parts. There's part. There's the first chunk paragraph, Damn. which is spoiler free, and then the second part, which is a big spoilers. So we're going to put, take this in two parts, and we'll argue each paragraph separately, because I think okay. the second paragraph is quite amusing. Filled with horror cliches, stupid plot holes underdeveloped characters and tons of exposition the storytelling was really the worst part as the characters just say shit and hope it sticks i really couldn't find anything even remotely enjoyable and for the life of me i cannot understand the high rating other than well it's about immigrants for the love of god just watch a documentary about immigration instead. <laughs> so that's his first paragraph. Um, I mean, first of all, just to answer that first, I mean, some people don't want to watch a uh, documentary about it. Instead, you know, they, they want to be entertained by a horror movie. And specifically, and those people that don't necessarily watch documentary on that stuff are going to be open to, you know, they will, they will you know, understand now the, the troubles that people go through and i think mm. to blend that to, to 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 bring that aspect um you know of social realism which is you know a very tough genre to to to, to kind of consume to watch um and to put it with probably possibly the most fun genre to watch which is horror i think um yeah is is a great combination and i think it is going to bring people from different 
your fans of different genres together in that sense like mm. the complete polar opposites almost aren't they kind of thing oh actually yeah. i don't know because social mediums are usually quite terrific in themselves because of how real they kind of get um I, and I yeah think i was... think to go off your point it's more yeah it, it is to allow people that focus on specific genres and the people yeah. that won't go out and watch an immigration documentary mm. to at least get some sort of um knowledge well not knowledge really because it's not factual but to have an experience where they can be like yes this is a problem because they're more likely to watch a horror film than a documentary there are those mm. types of people that will focus on a specific genre the people that will watch they won't watch musicals that won't watch comedies because they're all uh oh, what's the like the stoner high comedies like those comedies yeah. people won't watch those so for it to have the mix of genres it allows people who focus genres and disregard other genres because they and especially because people watch movies for a sense of escapism this provides the escapism of a horror movie with the realism of the the immigrant uh, asylum seeker element yeah yeah, definitely, yeah. and I, and also it's just a weird thing to say anyway, because it's like what mm. movies can't say something, you know, what movies can't talk about these subjects. Um, only documentaries can do that. That's kind of a weird thing to say, right? Um, that that is what they're saying. <laughs> yeah, and uh, also he said about the characters um, being undeveloped, and I couldn't I could disagree more. I mean, as I've said a million times, and I'll say it again, um, character is shown through action, and all the characters um, and. I feel like you get so such a sense of who they are through their actions completely mm. in this movie. I mean, like I said earlier, the fact that she, you know the 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 female protagonist is not embracing the culture and is not really scared of she's more scared of like the monster that's coming after mm. them rather than you know, do you know what I'm saying? Whereas he's yeah. kind of he's not as scared because he wants I, I, like, I mean everything we've spoken about already is not really told to us was it it wasn't all that character I said about earlier about him you know needing that freedom he's refusing to accept this thing you know that I, that that's not you know they're not speaking about that that's completely through their actions you know you're, mm. that we've got this from and that I think sometimes it seems that people need like characters to sit down and tell them about their whole life story like, I don't understand which, which, you know, how much more character you needed from these characters. I think they were clearly defined and clearly their own people and um, interesting in themselves. Like I wanted to understand them more. Um, mm. I mean, obviously this 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 reviewer didn't get that, but I think to say that they're completely like it's he said, what did he say something like about it being badly written or um, something uh, like this, that. It was screw. underdeveloped characters, lots of exposition, storytelling was really the worst part the characters just say shit and hope it sticks um, what, what do you think about the exposition i didn't i didn't notice any glaring exposition problems so with my as much. with my research into other reviews to find these ones yeah uh, the only exposition i could really find especially on a rewatch as well mm. is um when she's in the doctor's office and she talks about her scars Oh yeah, that's that, that's true. But again, that that's another bit of character reveal. And not only that, um, it's interesting to see how she reacts to someone who's being very kind to her. Mm. Before we see her, how she acted when people weren't being kind to her, 
And I think that says so much in itself. And I think it allowed for her to explain, you know, the scars on her face. And I feel like it wasn't, it didn't feel, Jeremy didn't feel like, oh, this is me. That Jeremy, there was a reason for that, you know, know, for them to speak about it. So I think it was good exposition in that way. Hmm. Um, Yeah. So that's how how I feel about that anyway. Yeah. It was almost as if that was ticking the box for those people that are like, yeah, "Ah, there was no character backstory. And it's like, yes, there was, (laughs) there was. And and it was how you like it as well. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You're right. You, you actually, completely debunked that review with that i've yeah. i've nearly forgot go. about that scene <laughs> yeah okay so this is part two this is the spoilers part cool at first the woman was like oh we've been marked it's following us even though they didn't show one scene of her interacting with the ghost or getting spooked or whatever and the man was like yes they did yeah, I know. Uh, <laughs> man, and the man was like, whoa, you crazy. But then, ten minutes later, the man was like, oh, we've been marked. And the woman was like, question mark, question mark, question mark, question mark. And then the woman was again saying, yeah, you know, I've been talking to it. It doesn't scare me. And the man, again, was like, whoa, you've been spending too much time with yourself. There's no such thing as ghosts. Make it make sense for the love of God. Also, the protagonist just went and told her traumatic past in the first act to some random-ass doctor just to give some exposition, you know. At that point, I knew what I was in for trash uh, I think we've already spoke about some of that but I think I mean I think it's pretty clear that there is a scene where she sees them all she's sitting there and they're all there I mean it's quite a long scene actually as well um, and I think you know he knows the ghosts are real him I mean you that it's weird how people take things sometimes like mm. on completely as people say them you yeah know, it's the, very like there's no subtext like, yeah that's yeah. that's spoilers part is a is very face value it's very much like they don't understand that he's lying and yes. that he's he's lying trying to, to like ignore him. it exactly yeah <laughs> like oh we don't see like we can go oh, i want to go through this because that's the only reason it's here um the woman says oh we've been marked it's following us they didn't show us a scene yes they did because they the ghost the wall took the apple or whatever fruit she was eating and she mm. looks at it and that's us knowing because the only thing we, that we've seen come out of that wall is ghosts so we the audience know she's interacting with them yeah and then the man's like whoa you're crazy because he's denying it we've seen him interact with them he's denying it and then the big one uh, the big ghost interaction happens and that's where he's like oh no we've been marked burn everything and why is she going question mark question mark question mark question mark because of this reaction which is to burn <laughs> the shit they own <laughs> it's oh yeah we got to get rid of everything and one of those things is like a necklace from uh, from her dad who we can only assume died in the village attack in the film yeah and it is like yeah she's been talking to them and then the whole bit that she's like, oh, I've been talking of it and I'm not scared of it. I'm scared of you. Yes, because the the, the monster is like, hey, I'm only here because he fucked up. And if if you let me have his, him, I'll give you back your daughter. 
sounds like a deal. And so she has yeah. nothing to be afraid of. It's like, come on, yeah. come on. I don't know. I'm not even a film guy, and I get that. <laughs> I love that you say you're not even a film guy, yet you co-host the film podcast with me right the, okay. the people watching i'm like yeah. <laughs> I, I i like to fit myself as these the people are trusting the you average i'm the average <laughs> film goer who just happens to have a podcast with a film enthusiast <laughs> i think that's the dynamic though isn't it i guess but you, exactly. you, know, you know your stuff you know your stuff but uh i'm not gonna I'm lie getting, I, actually, I absolutely i absolutely loved um the passion from you there luke that was uh fantastic i'm glad to see you around it's good to see you around on the podcast because i feel like it's usually me ranting about something but it was good uh, it's one of this new dynamic is is i have to hide my rants until the end (laughs) exactly but that that (laughs) review specifically i was just like fuck you (laughs) it's It's like come on you can have every fault that you want with a film but don't fault what it's actually doing and showing yes no i agree i agree and it's it's strange is it because it feels like sometimes some people online particularly with some of the user reviews that we read out when it comes to character like this one is it's just it's that that one quote itself of him saying you know i don't believe in them, or they're, they're not real it's like i think sometimes the reason why people don't think there's character in some of these user reviews is because they're not understanding the subtext of the line sometimes you know that mm. that not everything is what it says <laughs> that that's the kind of the point that's that's why it's clever that's why it's um good dialogue or good writing exactly. um yeah no um, yeah well that's that all good the reviews so now you can take off the mask and express your true opinions true unless opinions. you secretly do 95 percent enjoy the film <laughs> which seems uh, which is the critique that you've critiqued the disguise that you've been wearing the skies i've worn yeah um i need to rewatch it definitely before i can say um my initial thoughts after i watched it was like ah oh, that was a did end a bit flat i did feel a, bit, a little bit cheat not cheated but I just a little bit like mm, it's a shame they didn't really set up the rules of the supernatural stuff i feel like it was it just needed a little summon before and it could have been really mm. like fucking special um but that being said i really like it i really like the um like i've said already that whole merge of the two genres of it being like this social realist kitchen sink drama kind of um movie with horror aspect um kind of and also that it was that it was you know i like that it was so real it was so kitchen sink drama yet also had this super supernatural stuff and like the fact that it blended that so smoothly i think is a achievement in itself um i've been toying in terms of like well how how would i rate this movie i mean mean, i've always find it hard to rate things anyway i think if you see my letterbox it's completely inconsistent i I try to change it all the time i I don't know what i think a three and a half star is really um (laughs) or a three star to be fair but i have if it just feels right you know and uh when i first watched it i was like three and a half i feel like was kind of out of five kind of how i felt but it could go up to a four it could go up to a four on a second Mm. view and i just need to check it out but i did really like i did really enjoy it thought the um um the two leads were fantastic it was cool to see matt smith um he's not doing enough he's a yes we didn't even actor. speak about him no we didn't actually um no. i thought he was great well, in it. he's not in it he's, too much is he but yeah i think he is doing stuff it's just tv isn't he on like oh he's on like the crown one of those yeah, he's on yes the crown, isn't he? i didn't want to say the but crown he, in for it to be wrong but you've took that commitment for me 
No, he's definitely in the crown. I'm pretty sure. He's definitely um, in the crown. But, but yeah, and uh, he's in Edgar Wright's new movie coming out called Last Night in Soho, which was supposed uh, to come yes. out this year. At, I think like, it's supposed to come out this year. Or it was supposed to come out I in November last year. To. I feel like. Yeah. Um, but now it's um, coming out next. Well, this year. I can't bloody mm. it. <laughs> okay. I, 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 I always find it difficult. Like, do you know when you turn into the new year? Like, remembering that you're in the new year to say it. It's like kind of how you, when you have a birthday and you kind of forget, oh, I had a birthday. Oh. In terms of, oh, I need to say that my age is this age. Yeah. Not the age it was last year. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> um, enjoyed it. Recommend it to people, especially horror fans. Um, don't necessarily know if it's for everyone. Um, mm. But definitely an interesting film to check out a great um british debut i mean that's what i'm more excited about um excited mm. to see what he does next and i think it was nice to see a movie set over here a horror movie that was good um yeah like i said i had my problems with it and i think a second viewing will will we'll see how it goes but right now how i feel about it is you know i think all that the social real aspect the fact that the, the asylum seeker all that i thought was so interesting um, and just as terrifying as the horror stuff, which I thought was yeah. clever, and uh, I really like that. Um, yeah, I think that sums sum, summarizes it up a little bit. How I feel, don't you? Uh, yeah, how about yourself, I, I Luke? Believe. I'm curious to know what you think of it. Okay, so you know how earlier I I spoke how it fits into a similar category as Hereditary. Yeah, I like both. About 90% of both Hereditary and this. Mm. And it's the ending of both that I don't really like. Yeah, yeah that's, that's, that's actually a really, that's quite a good comparison, actually, because I kind of feel yeah. similar about Hereditary. Yeah, with Hereditary, Hereditary, we'll do a different episode, I'm sure. Eventually someone will come on with that film. It's not mm. as if there's infinite movies. Um, but with <laughs> this film, it's, um, I don't like the monster at the end if that makes sense i don't like that that a malnourished skinny white guy comes out of the floor and is the monster i don't care for that and that that's that's some i don't i just <laughs> i don't like i liked when it was the eyes in the oh that the scene where it's all darkness and you've got the campfire and it's just these glowing eyes oh, watching you. and it was like was... oh that's good and then at that the end, good. it's like the lighting, it, it's it's in a house. So you can't really do the lighting of like, this is a big scary monster. And it's just, mm. this is a guy. <laughs> this is a guy. This is a guy. He's a so you didn't think he was creepy character. looking? He's cre- Yes, but like... I don't know why I had to turn into him then. When I, <laughs> it's like, it's creepy. <laughs> yeah. um, uh. <laughs> but it is, it's, it was creepier before I knew what he looked like. It was mm. creepier before I could be like, well, that's the monster. That's the guy. That is a guy in some makeup <laughs> doing a weird glove thing. <laughs> and th- but I think, like, the glove thing makes up for the fact he's there and, like, yeah, I the blow a little bit. <laughs> I think that's, that's all right. But it is, like, I just wished that he looked different. And I think, like, one of the reviews spoke about um, symbolism and allegories that I just don't know. And I feel like maybe I'm in a similar boat because I don't, like, they call, they give it a name, 
but in my head it's just a witch doctor and they're plagued by the like a witch doctor who is like hey you killed a kid i'm gonna kill you um so i i assume that there's some sort of south sudan based culture and that's a folk figure in that culture and that's why he looks that way but because i don't know that culture and i don't know anything about that that's why for me i'm like Ah oh, yeah, eyes in a fire, scary. The f- oh mate, the sh- the bit where he's um, oh what is it? It's like he has no. It's directly after it. He has that conversation and he's like, oh, you can't hurt me. Fuck you. You can't do anything. And then the guy, the the baddie's like, cool. Well, I'm just gonna fuck with you and put you in a dream of waves. And then it comes to the real world. Mm. And our main guy is just staring and he's got piss in his pants because he can't do anything. Was, and it's like, great. I can't physically hurt you and I can't kill you myself. That doesn't mean I can't fuck you royally the up. fuck out of you. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. it's just like, yes. And for that much power and that much like creativity and much fear and suspense, for it to be just some guy. And mm. I'm just like, oh. I, I see. I understand yeah. that. Yeah, I, I kind of understand. Yeah, I felt a bit similar yeah. to that. And then, um, you know, looping back to the whole lights and the rules of the ghosts, it is a bit... Mm. Mm, but in mm. that aspect, I was a lot more forgiving than you apparently were. And I was just like, sure, they're fucking with him. <laughs> the whole thing is them fucking with him <laughs> until the end yeah. when they accept what they've done and that they were the few survivors it was good it's it's just more just like it builds up to be this big supernatural being it's like oh what you just slit his throat yeah because it's some guy yeah yeah, that's what that's what kind of that's what that's what my kind of problem was i was like i mean i get as i was as i realized it's hard to end horror movies yeah as i realized and said earlier it it's less the act of her slitting his throat and it's more symbolic of yes uh, exactly protecting yeah. him from the monster and yeah. accepting what's happened to them because yeah. she like you know that she's not in a good place because she's accepting these mm. like we don't know the power of the guy but we've got to admit that he can't bring her back she is dead the the daughter mm. is dead and yeah. doesn't as isn't related to her but she is dead and mm. she's telling her that if you if you help me kill him, I'll bring her back for you. Mm. But that's not going to happen. That could never happen. She's dead, and it's yeah. that acceptance that she's dead, and he did it. But we've got to go through it together. Yeah, because it does feel like they kind of want to bring her back because of the guilt. Yeah, more than anything. Jeremy, more than anything, almost. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and it is yeah. him, and it is it does link into what you were saying of. Um, him wanting to power through and just move forward and it's yeah. him not accepting the guilt which is why he's being haunted by the ghosts mm. and it all wraps up very nicely and it's Definitely. great it's a good little movie i give it a solid four out of five not my okay. favorite but it's better than most thumbs up <laughs> <laughs> sounds good to me let's do some uh, social medias and send this puppy let's home. do it if you want to follow us on Twitter, it's at favfilmisawful. So that's F-A-V is awful, right? Is it's, well, and, f- and oh, film, film is, is awful. in there. Film is, yeah, yeah. You, you, you get the gist. You get the gist, right? It's fine. Then you, then you got your favorite film is awful on Instagram, your favorite film is awful on Facebook, and your favorite film is awful on YouTube. 
So mm. subscribe to us, click the bell, follow us, do what you want to do. Message us about films you want us to do, anything. We're always going to answer. We love it. We love talking to people. Um, and uh, yeah, that's everything, isn't it? That is everything. That's it. I hope that you enjoyed this episode. Bye-bye. Yeah. Bye-bye Take care, now. guys.